Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of the world. Welcome to the Modern Conservative Podcast with your host, that's me, Jonathan Harvey. Having a really good time today, having a great week, enjoying the nice weather here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Today, I have a good friend of mine on today, and we're just going to have a chit-chat about some crazy things that are going on in our country right now. You know, the world's crazy. Today, I don't feel like taking everything too serious, but it really is serious. Um, I want to welcome a good friend of mine. His name is Kish North. He is the founder of Utah Patriots. Kish, how are you doing, buddy? I'm well. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's awesome to be with you. So how's life been treating you? Well, you know what they say, I'm better than some and not as good as others. Oh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, even though the world's going crazy right now, you can always find some sh- sunshine, but <laughs> that's getting to be harder and harder every day. It is. It's really up to us to find that silver lining, right? Um, we can we can sit in the mire if we want all day long, or we just got to find those happy, happy points, happy times. You know, I think uh, we patriots and conservatives should have an event, you know, where everybody can sit down and chit chat and enjoy who we are and respect everybody because that's something that's not done often in this realm that you and I participate in. We don't get a lot of respect. Don't you have something coming up in a few weeks or something? Well, since you brought up a good idea, what a novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) Novel idea, man. Uh, Yeah, so um, we like to do that more than – we just like to do that. I mean, we are uh, a little tired of the political um, forces out there and the riffraff that's going on and all the stuff. So we do a red, white, and blue barbecue annually. Just one of the things we do, along mm-hmm. with the Christmas party that you came to, you know, we do those. So on the 25th of June, we have a red, white, and blue barbecue. Um, it'll be filled with uh, Traeger smokers, filled with some good old barbecue meat, side dishes, uh, rock and roll bag, rock and roll band, uh, <laughs> curbside's coming. These guys, curbside's very interesting. Um I forget, but he, a couple of them come out of the eighties. They had a rock and roll band. So these guys play some good music. So they'll be there. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, it's a non-political event. We don't want politics. We don't want any of that stuff. We just want to let our hair down for those of us that don't have some. Right. Oh, wishful uh, thinking. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) we're just going to go spend three hours together and hang out and have fun. And uh, that's what we're going to do right here in South Jordan. What time is it? And what night is it on? Uh, June 25th, it's a Saturday, starts at uh, 5 p.m., and you have to RSVP. Um, it's fairly inexpensive. It's only $3, very, very inexpensive, and that really doesn't cover anything. We're covering it, but it's just, you know, so people commit and do it because we've got to buy the food. Uh, the great thing is it's uh, co-sponsored by Blexit, uh, right. which is great. So it's great having them on board, and uh, I was approached and spoke to Cabela's. Cabela's is coming as well. They're really? Put up a, yep. Cabela's is coming. They're putting up a big booth and they're going to uh, donate some stuff that we're going to auction off and they're going to give prizes out. So it's going to be grand. It's going to be a great event. How'd you pull that one off? Out of my hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, as we say, that's a really good come up. Yeah, yeah. I got to know the uh, head managers over there and just got chatting with them and they like our cause and what we do. Uh, they they want to stay neutral on politics, which I get. 
Um, but right. they're all for uh, supporting a patriot community, communities that are, you know, shop at their store and stuff like that. So it's going to be great to have them. Now, now anybody can come as long as they're not bringing politics, correct? Well, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We're just so not going to no have speakers. speakers. I, I'm not having speakers. Okay. I, okay. We're not boring you with speakers. We're okay. going to fill your gut with food. Now, that's my kind of language. Right. That's my kind of language. So what brought this thought up? Um, it started last year. Actually, as you know, I've been involved for about two and a half years now. Uh, we're no longer a grassroots movement. We're just a movement, right? Right. Uh, we like to support a lot of groups and do that thing. But I'm more, um, we've done a ton of events and I keep watching that uh, the events aren't, aren't that well attended sometimes we've all seen it right right you're right not making that up it's just not well attended but when you bring food to utah they will come like kevin (laughs) cosner's right you build it we'll show it yeah (laughs) you bring some food um like last year was our first year um we had 304 people register rsvp they all showed up i didn't charge last year so it was a little costly but um and it was a fun event and I thought my wife and I were like, let's do it again. We need to have that camaraderie. It's time. There's so many things broken in the system in our community, just locally and not even federally, right? Just locally that mm-hmm. people sometimes need to. And I got that way this weekend. I went to the, a debate last night at the uh, Mike Lee and Rhino Becky was there and the Wyndham, whatever her name was there. And, and I walked in there. It was the same old drabble of questions and the same old rhetoric and i'm like i walked out 40 minutes in i'm like i've heard this it's just regurgitation it is no one would ask the right questions or the hard questions no one would ask the hard questions it's all these surface questions right and then the one lady i forget the other lady's name isom yeah isom so check this out so Oh, Bory with the first three speakers, they said, okay, introduce yourself. So Mike Lee went off and he was really good. And then she said, hi, I'm Isom. And all she did for 45 seconds was attack Mike Lee. Well, it was her turn to tell us who she was, but she didn't do that. All she did was attack Mike Lee. And I'm like, okay, now it's just mudslinging time now. So I walked out and I came home just deflated going, I'm sick of this. I need the barbecue sooner than later, right? So that's, <laughs> that's why we do it. We just want to relax and I want to meet people. I mean, we see people through text messages and telegram and emails, but I like to put a face with people, right? I like to put a face there and talk to people. That's why we're doing it. And for those of you, I mean, I'm like Kish as well. You know, I do a lot of speaking there and a lot of events, but, you know, I too realize that, you know, some of the things I keep hearing are the same old soft peddling and politics. They don't get down to the core of what we're going through right now. And, you know, that's the reason why I decided to be partnering in an event center slash my studio and office space, um, because I want to do something different. Right. Mine isn't barbecue. I'll let you handle that. Right. Mine is more for the kids, you know, for the youth, the, the up and coming. I, you know, I've t- said to my yeah, my little daughter the other day when she was reading the Constitution, well, it's a book about the Constitution. So she reads it every day. And uh, I, I'm a true believer in teaching my kids the true value of being an American, the true value of what that, that American flag represents. Because if we lose that, then there's no 
honor and fighting for your country because it won't be a country any longer. It would be something that's not sovereign, obviously, unless you, it's really not sovereign right now if you consider the border wide open. Right. And um, so I too need a break every once in a while, you know, that's why I haven't been speaking as much because I sometimes see the same people. And yeah. uh, the events, and I'm hoping we can go to an event and your event turns out where it's, there's no politics unless we're talking about it one-on-one or what the crazy world is going to bring tomorrow. But other than that, I just want to sit down and hang out with some friends. Yeah, and that's so spot on. The other thing that's hitting me of why we do this is there's been so many times in two and a half years where I've flying a flag or representing something and people will come up and they'll drive by and they'll say, thank you. Or they'll say, I'm so glad you're flying those flags because people feel alone. There are conservative closet people that are out there that are afraid Uh to come out. You and I were talking offline where we have had guns pulled on us and we've had threatening comments at us because we're a little more uh, the lion type. Let me just Uh use that term. We're, We're out there. We're not afraid to be out there. There's some people that are very afraid but they have the belief system. They have those core values. So a lot of what I do is because my wife and I have agreed that I think everyone needs to find out what their mission in life is, right? It's like teaching your kids, what's your talent, find your talent, work on your talent. And I think as I get older, I'm probably talentless, right? I don't play, <laughs> I don't play uh, any kind of music or anything like that, but I, I think I do a decent job motivating people. I think I do a mm-hmm. good job bringing people together. Uh, I think I can do that. And I, I enjoy doing it more than I, I'm good at it. I just enjoy doing it. So I believe that's our calling right now is to help others feel welcome, help others feel they're not alone in, in the community. And this fight, it's a battle. And when people feel alone in the battle, in war, we're in war and doing this stuff. If you're alone, you're hiding, man. You're hiding from the enemy. I, I'm not going to hide. But there's people that are hiding because they don't want to be picked on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you mentioned uh, there are con- there's pockets of conservatives who believe what we believe as conservatives and they're in hiding. Those are the ones that I want to come out and join us. I mean, look, not everybody's going to be, as you say, a lion. It's not cu- some people are not cut out for that. Yep. But they're can be a way that they can participate like coming to your get together and say hey look because that's literally what it is it's a get together that's all it is and people just need to realize hey look there's more ways than one to help out what you believe what we believe show up voice your opinion to those in the immediate circle at the event let us know who you are um bring us new ideas, you know, and share the message. So I like the fact that we tried to do that and we're trying to do that, but sometimes in Utah, brother, it seems hard to get new faces involved. It's very hard. I mean, I was on the phone with Blex at Jamie over there and she put it well. I said, she says, this is a block party. And that's what it is. You have to look at this as a block party. You're right. And you, you hit the nail on the head is, um, we don't all have to be lions. We're, a lion, we're lions in our own life. And there was a famous talk about lifting a piano years ago that came out where 
uh, a round piano is heavy on one end and light on the other, but it takes a group of people to lift that piano, right? Not everyone mm-hmm. can lift the heavy side. You get some people to lift the light side, the light side. So I agree. Everyone plays a role. Just play a role. Participate, right? Exactly. Non-participation is the same huh. as not voting. If you don't vote, you don't have a say. You have no yeah. say. Stay yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't vote the other way, by the way. Um, now, can people do, do give donations when they come to the event? Are you taking donations? Sure. I, I, I rarely ask, you know, <laughs> I, I get sometimes so weary of people raising money or wanting money, right? It kind of wears out, uh, but um, we are. So the money that's going to be raised from the donations from Cabela's and others is going to a family in my community. Their son has leukemia and he's dying. And their medical bills are very extensive. So any money that's raised uh, from uh, Cabela's is donating a big, huge cooler, right? So we're going to auction that off. That'll all go towards them directly. There'll be a box there. And it'll go to that family to pay for their medical bills. Can we do a GoFundMe or anything for the family? Uh, we can. I, uh, I really have life. A, we can. I, I have normally stayed away from that because a lot of people, you know, GoFundMe this and then, then they go in and the money gets taken by someone up, up above, right? So I don't mind doing that, but this is just, a, once again, you're bringing up an idea I haven't really thought of, so I appreciate that. I was just thinking on a small scale to do that, right? I don't want, I'm always leery of saying, oh, we need money for this and that, right? But the money that was going to be raised is going to be for that family. I get a lot of questions as to why I don't monetize or why don't I uh take donations and to me it's just just too much for me personally i don't want to deal with it i really don't but i have been thinking about you know there are some things that are close to my heart that i believe that we as conservatives should participate in and one of those things is what you just mentioned what you're trying to do you know reach out to families and those that are in need and see what we can do to help that community because it is another aspect of the community and uh People so often, you know, equate us to being right wing terrorists. You know, we don't do anything positive. And actually, we do a lot of positive things that no one wants to talk about. And they, I'm, they don't. But they never will. I mean, I could I could go on for an hour of all the things that Utah Patriots as a community. Mm-hmm. So Utah Patriots is not me. Right. The community. I just got very fortunate. One night when this movement was happening and when BLM was out burning down Salt Lake and other cities and all that stuff and tagging my street. And, you know, a lot of us guys said suited and booted and said, not on our watch. Right. Mm-hmm. And went out there and kind of helped out these places. Uh, I thought, well, what, a, what an opportune moment to bring people together. Right. And the name came in my head when I was laying down. Well, let's look up Utah Patriots. And it wasn't gone. So I got the website, the domain and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think I think all those things are good, valid points out there. You know, I just think we've got so many groups in our state, you know, and not everybody gets along. Until I mean, I still can't figure out why is it we all have to be fragmented and be even we can have our own autonomy, but come together on certain issues. We're not going to always agree on everything. Look. Hell, I don't do that in my personal life and business life. I don't always agree 
was some business decision, but the business still go on. And this is the thing I wanted to do was get us all together and formulate numbers, mass numbers. We're the most, well, other than Oklahoma, we're the most conservative state in the country, supposedly. That's not so true anymore. But that should be represented by people who truly believe in constitutional protections and freedom in our state and our own state autonomy. As far as we run our state a little bit different from everybody else. Yeah, let me introduce. So let's go down that rabbit hole a minute about bringing people together and all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have watched um, events, without mentioning names, events that were put on calendars and not enough tickets sold. Right. We saw events that were done in only two, two hours, <laughs> two or 300 people show up or another event that's a six hour event and it's boring as hell. Right. So we've right. seen all these different ways that we should learn from. But I'm not prophetic, but I'll tell you what, after two and a half years, I know that the uh, main religious denomination in Utah has a foothold and a mindset that all's well in Zion. We've heard that term. Right. And I don't think there's anything that you or I can do to get them to pull their heads out of the sand. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. I just, unless they, see, gotta understand, they already lost their freedom the first time by putting a mask and getting a shot and were told to get it, right? Mm-hmm. First one. And guess what they did? They all complied. Oh, I agree they, with you. I completely agree with you. So what's going to happen is next time this monkeypox happens or something else comes out and happens, it's going to go beyond the mask and oh, the jab, right? We know it's going to go beyond the mask and the jab. And the local people are going to go, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And they're going to comply until they come to the door to take your guns and your freedom. And by that time, it's going to be too late. And here's the thing that people don't seem to understand, Kish. The mask and the vaccine was just a test. Yep. If That was the precursor to possibly this coming November. <laughs> because yeah. they've seen people submit and comply. And one thing that they did that was really, really pertinent and what they're, well, for me, at least it told me they're looking for something really big to happen. When you take your own children, I'm going to use some selective words and I do it. I'm going to do it for a reason. When they use your children as an experiment to inject something in their body that the parents have no idea what it is and they do it, You just now told the government you are a coward. You won't fight for your own children. You will not question the governor or the government and say, what the hell is in that syringe? I'm not putting that in my body. And when you do it, they're sitting after smiling and saying, those dumbasses, they all don't know what's coming right now. January 6th, you know why January 6th is still around? And this isn't a conspiracy theory. Watch what I say. I'm not saying I'm prophetic or anything, but watch what I say. January 6th is only around, is around because of this November. Something's going to happen this November that pisses us off. It's going to trigger us. January 6th is a reflection into everybody out there. If you try to stand up against us, 
this will happen to you. Because we know the American people, six months, they forget. This one, they're keep, it's, a glorified, it's a glorified trespassing charge. They're keeping this around because something's going to happen and it's going to trigger us and we're not going to like it. But January 6th is, is the, the, uh, the uh, reminder that if this happens to you, if you do this, this will happen to you as well. That's why January 6th is still around. Not yeah, because they, they really give a new, damn. They just passed a bill. I think it was a $1 billion or $2 billion to expand the security system and the uh, fence line and all that stuff around the building in D.C. Just passed it. So it's going to get uh, amen to what you said. I think it's I think we're in, in deep America's in trouble, not just with that front, but all fronts. We're just in trouble. I posted an a, um, article where Black Lives Matter went down to uh, Venezuela and had a meeting with Maduro. And I posted the article and that should tell you something. If your Black Lives Matter, you can go down and have a meeting and a photo op with one of the world's craziest dictators. Somebody's giving them, how do I say this? They've got a lot of clout or they know somebody with a lot of clout who sent them down there. My next question, why would they go down to Venezuela? It's Black Lives Matter. It's Black Lives Matter. How does that have anything to do with Venezuela? Socialism. You're exactly right. Yeah. Marxism, socialism. Yeah. They're, they're learning. You know, the leaders of Black Lives Matter have said that they've learned, you know, via Karl Marx, you know, his, his theory on um, Marxism. So I think they're going down there to learn how to do some things for the upcoming five months down the road. Well, you know, it's funny about um, that word about um, what's the we just keep saying that word where conspiracies. No, conspiracies. I mean, it's funny. I even have immediate family members that, you know, two years ago accused me of being conspiracy, conspiracy theory guy. And now they're out of the closet going, we got to get involved. We got to get involved. (laughs) I know. huh? I've heard (laughs) the same conversations. So it's like it's almost like. Um, when you, when you pick on someone only once every six months or once every three months, that victim really doesn't feel that the effects of being picked on. If you were to pick on someone every day, they're feeling it right. They're like, oh my gosh. But if once a month, some your brother's punching in the arm, you kind of get over it. The government and what's we're happening is we're only getting pricked every so often. So the consumer and the human beings are like, ow, that hurt a little bit, but it'll go away. Right. Well, those pricks are coming faster and faster more often. Right. Probably not the best analogy, but it's an analogy that makes sense. Right. It is. They're pricking us more it and more makes- often. You've got, you got the woke community. And I can only, only need to talk about our community. Right. You've got the woke community where uh, Salt Lake City is kind of expanding. Right. And the wool community is getting bigger and pushing everyone else, expanding. I was in uh, the point of the mountain on Sunday, going up four-wheel drive with my son, and we were at Traverse Mountain. Well, Mm -hmm. I have family that live up there, but we went way in the back. It's incredible the developments going on back there. 
And every fifth to seventh home, Black Lives Matter, rainbow flag. We're talking multi-million dollar homes. So this woke community is happening everywhere. The state isn't no longer the state it used to be. And people are like, well, you got to roll with the times. The world's changing. Well, just because the world changes doesn't mean it's changing for the better. Thank you. Thank you very much for the better. And you, you know, I agree with you 100% on that because here's the problem with our country nowadays. People think they're doing the right thing because they believe in diversity, inclusion, and equity. No, you're not doing the right thing. You're actually making it worse, but they don't see it. You know, like, like you had stated earlier about conspiracy theory. When people will say that to me, you know, and I said, well, you know what? We've been talking conspiracy theory for a long time now, for almost two and a half years now. And most of it has came true or is coming true. But they have no counterbalance to that, to that and say, well, it's just a coincidence. No, you can't call it a coincidence. Because we told you in 2020 what was going to happen when Biden, when Biden was nominated president back in November. Yep. We told people what was going to happen. And it's, and it's here. Donald Trump prophetically taught, said it right publicly. Yep. He said exactly what was going to happen, and so did many people. And, you know, we could get into that. You want to tell that story of what happened to me Friday? Just, yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about what happened in, at that uh, so, liberal store. So, you know, I, John and I were talking right now about this kind of stuff. I, I think what people in the world, in the U.S., go, well, it's okay. You know, it's okay if these people are want to come out and join the LGBT and trans and stuff. And we need to basically like a plant. We need to feed it and fertilize it and grow it because it's all good. It's all, it's all natural. It's, it's just growing naturally. So just love it and embrace it. Well, I look at it as... A sickness, something that needs to be addressed. I mean, I, I do. I mean, and you and I both know, and people are going to say, well, you always sit up. We have gay people in the community in our, we in do. our patriot. We, we do. Ryan. Ryan's the, the most patriotic guy I know, but Ryan does not celebrate gay pride month. Nope. As you a know? matter of fact, Kish, he's down there this, he's going to be down this weekend protesting against it because they're going to have children down there. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he asked us to do security last year. I know. So, so, um, and, and you know, it's That's like Lady Maga, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, way to go, Ryan. We love you, brother, um, sister, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's very interesting that they always go, well, you know, we won't infringe on you. Don't infringe on us. Well, that's not how it works. Mm-mm. They infringe on us, and here's why. They shove this down our throats and our kids' throat, whether it's through Disney, clothes, whatever it is, right? And um, I'm going out shopping uh, with my son Friday, and he needed to get some cargo pants. And I'd never been to the store really before. It's called H&M. So I roll into H&M in the mall here in South Jordan area, and uh, we go in and... True story. I've got the audio in it. So if anyone questions them, I'm telling the truth. I got it. <laughs> so um, sometimes I get back. My back hurts like a lot of us old men. Right. 
Right. You know, we, we pay the price. Right. So they have this little table that's a two-tiered table made of metal. My boy's in there changing, and I sat down on it, just pushed a little pair of shoes, and I sat down. And my face is in my phone like most of us. My son's changing, and I hear with a thick accent behind me, sir, you'll have to move. What? Turn around, young lady. She goes, you can't sit there. Like, what do you mean I can't sit here? You're not allowed to sit here. And I said, "Uh, I'm not moving. I said, my son's in the change room. He's almost done. Give me a minute. She goes, well, I have to pick up a couple hangers. So I stood up. She picked up the hangers. They sat back down. Sir, once again, you have to move. No, I'm not moving. She goes, well, I have to call my manager. I said, well, you just go do that. Then I started to record. So two women came up. She looks at me really dumbfounded and goes, why are you sitting there? And I said, because my son's changing. She goes, well, that's not a chair. And I said, well, where does it post that I can't sit here? She goes, sir, we don't have to post that. You just can't sit there. I'm like, stop giving me a hard time. Well, now, what were you wearing? I was wearing a black shirt with uh-huh. an American, American flag on the right sleeve uh-huh. and uh, an AR on the left sleeve. And I had, my gun, and I had my gun on my side, <laughs> as I normally do. I open carry. So I'm sitting there and she's, and then all of a sudden I feel a, a presence next to me. And I look mm-hmm. over and there's a guy, I showed you the picture. And this guy is dressed just like Waldo, not a skinny Waldo. He said Waldo. <laughs> He's got the stripes on, the beanie, black tight emo pants. And he looks at me and goes, stop giving the women a hard time. I stood up and I'm like, excuse me? He said, stop giving the women a hard time. I said, you need to get the hell out of my face. I said, you're not part of this discussion. He goes, dude, just because you got an American flag, why are you waving that thing? So I literally said a few expletive words, and I said, let's go, Brandon. You can leave right now. <laughs> so the girls look at me, and they radio, and the third manager comes over. So I got three women in front of me, and they're yakking at me to leave. And I said, I could be done by now if you just leave me alone. I'm ready to check out. You'll have to leave. And I'm like, I'm not going to leave. My son's almost done. Then three more patrons come in. They're speaking Spanish and they're yelling something at the situation. So I got three guys on my left, three women in front of me and Waldo to the right of me and a 14 year old boy and me. So it was a little uncomfortable to say the least. Uh I, I was, I was in an odd position to be alone. So the next thing that happens, Waldo comes up and said, Oh, big tough guy. Why do you wear a gun to the mall? Well, I had enough of that. I looked at him, I said, I wear this gun to protect citizens from MFers like you that shoot up schools and malls. This guy went really, <laughs> he was like, what, what? <laughs> and then the lady goes, leave my store right now. And I said, son, put the clothes down. We're out of here. And we walked out. <laughs> That's what I get for wearing an American flag and wearing my constitutional right to carry. But here's what's funny about that whole story, Kish. Now, if there was a shooting, unfortunately, if there was a shooting in that mall, guess who the first person they're going to come find? Waldo. <laughs> you. <laughs> they're going to come find you because they know that you had a gun on you when you guys had that interaction. Yeah. See, that's the thing is these stupid ass. These stupid people don't realize they're going to magnate to the point of safety. And that area may be an area with a gun in it. So they're kidding themselves and they don't live in the right planet 
Well, I, I, I simply say this. These people live in the right planet minute by minute. And what I mean by that is they live in that one minute. There is no forethought for the future at all with these people. There's no worst case scenario with these people at all. To them, they live in la-la land. Well, defund, think, defund the police is no different, right? Defund the police. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh help us, officer, save us. Same old bullcrap. It's the same old BS. And the thing is, and the, these these idiots that I will call them, and I joyfully call them idiots, because they do not understand that Second Amendment wasn't necessarily there for us to protect them. It's for us to protect ourselves against a, a, a tyrannical government. Right. But they should be thankful anything in between can be protected as well. Yeah, it's that instant gratification that you were talking about a minute ago. These people live in the moment, just the moment. Yeah. Just today, the moment, right? That's not how you can live life. You won't last long. It won't last long. Oh, hell no. You know, oh, yeah, we just got that redneck or that racist. We just had to give me a high five because we told him <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is how these people live. Oh, yeah. You know, we had this so Utah Patriot guy come in our shop and he had a gun on and we told him where the bear squats in the wood and blah, 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 blah. The next minute you're a gunshot, they're ducking. Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Could you, you know? imagine? Could you imagine if they would approach? I mean, they didn't know if I was a police officer, a psychopath, just some normal guy. It's like being in school and some guy comes up to pick on you. Well, he doesn't know if you are armed. He doesn't know if you know martial arts, jiu-jitsu. He has no idea. These people act like they're invincible. I know plenty of guys in that situation that wouldn't have thought twice about beating the crap out of Waldo. Right. Now, yeah, two right. feet from me, kind of aggressively coming at me. I know guys that would say, really? I don't need my gun. Exactly. You know? And, and I've been pushed, put in a situation where, you know, somebody will come up and say to me, not on the level that they said to you, but I would say to them, how do you know I'm not having a bad day today? <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> do you think that's a smart idea? How do you know I'm not having a bad day today when I open carry? Yeah. See, they're stupid. They think they're they're they are because they're liberals. That means they're like kryptonite. You're isn't not going to get rid of me. Isn't that incredible how they act? Like they're just like you said, kryptonite. They're bulletproof. Exactly. They're, they're, you can't. They can't be harmed. I'm telling you, they, they haven't spent the day in East LA. <laughs> <laughs> Or in the dirty south. No, because, no. Two gun alley in Baltimore or something. They haven't gone there yeah. These and they, this is what's crazy about the kids in Utah or the people in Utah, because they don't really know what goes on in what I call the real world. The real world, because we kind of in a, you know in a, our own little bubble here in Utah. But what kills me in Utah when the white liberals, you know, do what they did with you. Now I guarantee you, if they grew up in the South. Or in East L.A., that wouldn't happen. They'd be sitting next to me on that table. You're exactly right. <laughs> can you make room for it, brother? <laughs> Sir, can I shop with you? Know, <laughs> you <right? know? laughs> but this is the thing of this country, because these guys, these people, do not really know who's fighting for their rights that they do have. We are called so-called rednecks, and we believe in the Second Amendment. We are the ones that try to protect the rights to keep you safe. Yeah, and if they think <laughs> if they think I'm going to cower down after that incident, 
it just makes me more emboldened. It just emboldens me even more. And that's, that's where they get me wrong and the lions wrong. We're not going to go cower down and walk away. So I wanted to end with this basically is um, we were talking about what's going on with our government and the new gun laws they're trying to push through and stuff. So we've got a second right. amendment rally on June 18th at the Capitol that I feel so important for everyone to attend with what's going on with Chuck Schumer and Biden trying to push the, one of the rules is the AR-15 would move to the age of 21, but we will let our military at 18 carry these and defend our country. That's just wrong. So it's absolutely. Wrong. Yeah. The 18th of uh, June at noon, we'll be down at the Capitol. And we reached 18th. out to, we reached out to the NRA trying to get a hold of them to see about their attendance. So we're trying to make this a good attended event well i mean it's time that uh i mean you know they're gonna come after the second amendment i'm really surprised kish that they haven't came after the second amendment even harder than they're talking right now i'm surprised they just haven't done everything by by executive fiat and so i think you know there was another shooting the other day and four people got shot so but it was a black guy. He was the shooter. He went into the hospital and shot his doctor yeah. and three other yeah. people. But you know what? This is systematically, people are going to go, no, this is systematically being done. They're provoking the sickos to come out and do this, is my opinion. Because what happens is this doesn't go on every single day of the year. This goes on in like batches. Someone's provoking this. And no one talked about, I posted it today. I know we're running out of time. I think 37 black guys, people, young people got killed in Chicago over the weekend. I mean, the list goes on. No one's speaking about our young people in Chicago. Nobody's doing squat about it. This is so screwed up. It's unbelievable. It's because I'm going to be honest with you, and I speak candidly. It's because they don't give a damn when it's black on black. They don't give a damn if it's black on black because it cannot conjure up racism. See, they don't want to talk about the thing that stirs everybody up. It's human life. Don't they get this? Black, white, orange, anything. It's human life. It's not the guns that are killing people. It's sick people killing people. It's sickness. You remove the guns, they're going to grab hammers. You remove the hammers, they're going to grab cars. doesn't matter. There's more people die with uh, hammers and saws from the garage. They do guns every year. We're not banning that. We don't ban cars with drunk drivers. The other day I was walking down the street and I saw AK-47 walking by itself. And I said, hey, how you doing? Where are you going? He said, well, I'm going to shoot up a local school. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that never happens. No. So they can't blame it on the gun. It takes somebody that's mentally, mentally incapacitated to do the things that are going on right now. Do I believe in red flag laws? No. But anyway, Kish, you know, we're coming to an end. I got about 30 seconds left. I've been told by the boss. Um, Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, just the uh, the big barbecue that's coming up. You can go on to Utah Patriots uh, website, hit the link, RSVP. We'd love you guys to come and attend and make this the best block party of the year. And I endorse it. I'm going to be there, so let's have a good time. And I don't drink, but let's share an imaginary drink. There you My go. name is Jonathan Harvey. I am your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, America. Love you all.